And welcome to show number 194 of the Investor Guys podcast. That's six more shows till show number 200. That's that that's crazy. Less than, less than three weeks. So That is so cool. And brother, I've enjoyed every one of them with you. You know what? It's been fun. And we, we have this conversation a lot about how we'll pick a topic or or we'll talk about something off the air, like something we want to talk about, and we'll just go off in a totally different direction. Uh, we could talk. We could talk real estate for forever, you and I. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and honestly, it's that way with if anybody that's in real estate. If I don't know, they'd be happy. But anybody that's in real estate, I could talk to them for hours and hours and hours about real estate, which kind of comes up to um, today. We're going to do question and answer, and it's kind of weird that, that we're talking about that because that's almost has to do with our first question. Okay. okay. And these are questions that have come in, you know, over the past month or so. Uh, to Investor podcast and also to my other show. Um, what, when you started, what were your long-term goals within the real estate industry? The main thing that my goal was, was to be able to stay out of the corporate world. To Because when you look at, even if you had, I owned an investment banking firm. We sold it. I kind of stumbled into real estate. But once I decided that I wanted to stay here, I was like, all right, let's let's hammer this thing down. And what are we looking for? Well, one, I don't want to have to ever look at the corporate world again. Just I just don't want to go there. I'm, I'm not a good fit there. Some of you may be able to identify with that. I understand you got to do what you got to do. But once you taste freedom, it's hard to go back. So that was one thing to be able to provide my family the type of lifestyle I felt like they should have and not just get by my, I was blessed. Gosh, my three boys um, went to private school Two of them went to private school the whole time. Um, and one of them, once we discovered the private school route, went um, his last few years of school and I've got, one that's graduated already, one that's from college, one that's a junior in college. So he's got a year and a quarter uh, left. And then my youngest is a junior in high school. So he's got, he's in his last semester of his junior year. So he's got that plus his senior year. So I wanted my kids to be able to, to have the kind of education that they deserve to be able to go to school where they want to go to school, to be able to, to live, uh, go out of state if they wanted to. Both of them, the two oldest ones did. Uh, the youngest one's like, oh yeah, I'm going out of state. So just be able to do that kind of stuff, be able to take the kind of trips that you want to take. And and I share this in my events sometime with, hey, and I just, I really talk to the guys when I say this, when you get into real estate and you start to build this thing, you'll be able to deliver on some of the lies you told your wife when she was your girlfriend and fiance about this incredible lifestyle you were going to have when you had no concept of how you were going to deliver that this will allow you to be able to start delivering some of those stretches of the truth that you did at the time so because we all do well man we're going to have this great life blah 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 we all do it we all did it but this gives you a way to actually back that up okay uh for me you know it's it's I started when I was a young man and when I started real estate, I didn't, it's not that I didn't think I would be doing it. I just, honestly, I didn't say, you know what, 
this is my plan for real estate. This is what I'm going to do. It wasn't until I was in real estate for a while that I actually came up with a plan for what I was going to do in real estate. And when I started real estate, honestly, I was in college. I had a morning radio show. I was DJing at a club. I was racing cars. I was just doing all kinds of different things that I I thought was going to be my life. Little did I know how much real estate was going to be a part of my life. And that's not to say it didn't, it, it, it took over my life. I still love those things. I still do those things. I did those things for a decade and a half or more while I was still doing real estate. When I first started real estate though, I didn't say I'm going to do real estate and I'm going to build an empire and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I was like, you know what? This is a cool way to make some money. And this is a cool way to keep making money. And I'll do it on the side until something better comes along. If something better comes along, if it doesn't, you know, got it down. And this was back when I was just doing flips, you know, got it down and I'll just keep doing this for supplemental income. Uh, it wasn't yep. until I started saying, you know what? Supplemental income is great, but long-term wealth is better. And yeah. I was one of those people in college. I thought I was going to be working in an office and I was perfectly okay with that. I was looking forward to it, having a nice big corner office on a tall building overlooking the city. You know, I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to be doing. I was doing radio and television at the time, um, but I was perfectly okay with that. Yeah. But when I started realizing that this was a tool, this was a path for me to actually start building a portfolio that was going to take care of me, that was going to take care of my family. <laughs> It's going to give me the, the the supplemental wealth that I wanted. It wasn't going to cut into my life. I didn't have to stop DJing. I didn't have to stop going to a club. I didn't have to stop doing television. In fact, it gave me more, mm-hmm. more topics to talk about. It gave me a broader sense of things to, 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 to speak on. Uh, I love public speaking. Bill does also. That's actually how we met. We both were doing public speaking on, on real estate. Because it became a passion. It was not something that I thought was going to be a passion. Sounds like it to Bill when he first started. It was just something he was trying to do to to get the bills paid also. And to fill a little time gap. I didn't, when I started, I didn't think this was my career. This is what I want to do. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll do this. Literally, I was looking at other investment banking options. And I was like, okay, I, I got this flip. I'll do this flip. Now, I didn't even know it was called a flip at the time. I'll do this flip. That'll give me some time to mull over what the different options are. I wasn't jumping back in instantly. I was like, you know, that worked out very nicely for me. I want to make sure I make the right choice going forward. And so I started on this one property. And within a few months, I just I'd fallen in love with real estate. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll do a couple of more. Then I'll go back to investment banking. And well, that was 30 years ago. So. When we say that real estate takes over your life, don't think of it as a, as a fungus or anything. It is an enhancement. It is something that will literally build your life. It will make your brain sharper. It will help you with other businesses. In fact, I've got multiple different businesses. Bill has different businesses. When you start understanding real estate, you're going to understand a lot of other things that you're going to apply to your regular business. And it honestly, it doesn't hurt business people do the best in real estate. If you have businesses and, and you've been an upper level executive, a lot of the same things that you've learned, a lot of the same things that you've done for the last 
five years, 10 years, however long it was that you've done it, you can apply to real estate. And again, the most important thing, keep it to the numbers. And that's exactly the same thing we have to do for business. If the numbers don't work, we don't do it. Uh, it, it's exactly the same for real estate. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't have this this long vision when I first started off. So I'm glad that I discovered real estate. It has made me the person who I am today. It has given me yeah. the lifestyle that I've had today. Uh, it has introduced me to a lot of amazing people like Bill and others. And Bill, and Bill knows a lot of the same people who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. And he probably agree. Lots of amazing people out there with big hearts, uh, generous hearts. Very smart, brilliant people that I'm lucky to know. Now, we're up on a break, but we've got more questions coming up. We'll be right back. And we are back. And uh, today we're doing questions and answers uh, for our second segment. Next question was, how do you spend your time? Now, we've actually done a whole show on this before. Yeah. And it's worth yeah. going back and looking. I think we've actually done two shows on this before. Um, go back and take a look. But it just, in short, how do we spend our time? And since these are real estate based questions, I'm not going to tell you about how I go to this and how I do that and what restaurants I go to. I'll tell you what I do for real estate after we hear from Bill. So uh, every day now, <clears throat> I do this with the MLS. Can you do this to realtor.com? You sure can. But I, I spend typically 20 minutes to a half hour every single morning. And I jump on the MLS. And I look at what's called the hot sheet. The hot sheet is if it's a new listing, it pops up on the hot sheet. If it's a listing that's had a change, price drop, price increase, whatever, pops up, pops on the hot sheet. So I go straight to the hot sheets for my market and I'm looking for, are there any things in here that I haven't seen yet that look interesting? Uh, I do searches based on, price per foot, certain areas, uh, days on market, total pricing, and I'll and square footage. And I'll go in and I'll just make sure that I haven't missed anything or that there's been a change of some kind in a particular listing so that if I need to make an offer on the property. And now I'll do that in multiple markets. And as um, Kevin knows, he and I both invest in some of the Rust Belt. And so I'll, I'll do that in those markets as well. But usually I'm in 20, 30 minutes every morning, just in the MLS, making sure that I'm staying on top of what is out there in the markets that I like to play in. And so I'll just go uh, look at that. That's one of the main things. And then if there's anything that I see that pops up, I had, uh, I got two properties that have popped up since Friday that like, okay, I need to make offers on those properties. They, fit the parameters that I'm looking for. Uh, and so that's what I'm trying to do all the time is just, and once you get started and you kind of get caught up, if you will, uh, so that you're doing this on a regular basis, it doesn't take a ton of time to do the quick search to take a look at, boom, what else is out there? Then I jump into, yeah, so that's something that everybody, in my opinion, should be doing. And then I start doing the other things that I do. I'm, I'm uh, finishing up, the cleanup on a, a new book and obviously it's a real estate book or of course it's a real estate book um i'm finishing up the cleanup on that i have clients that i consult with i check by email and text from them is there anything yeah once they come in the consulting world they have uh, pretty uh, almost unlimited access i'm always looking 
Is there anything that popped in overnight, email-wise, text-wise? Do I have any scheduled calls with those people today? Do I have, like right now, I've got a schedule, I've got a closing set for Wednesday afternoon. So what are we missing on this closing? Is there anything going on? There were some repairs that were done. They're going to have the property reinspected. That's supposed to happen today. So I want to make sure that my guys were are completely done. Yeah, and, and that's really it. They um, they say, yeah, we're good. The inspector comes out this afternoon at 2 o'clock. He's going to run through. All he's going to be looking for are the things that were mentioned on the repair list because everything else already passed. So he's going to run in real quick. Look, there's like six or eight things. <laughs> Hit those real quick. So we can close on Wednesday. So I'm always looking at, you know, do I have – a contract on the purchase side that I need to be closing? Do I have an offer that needs to be made? Do I have a contract on the sale side, even more fun, that needs to, where am I in that process? Is everything on schedule? Is everything on my end in order? That's what I want to make sure of so that it goes nice and smooth. That's pretty much how my real estate day goes. And look, once you get in and you start getting a little business rolling, you can do this in two, three, four hours a day. That's the thing don't miss. So, and it doesn't have to be prime time hours. So I get up early. I get up at four o'clock. So by five, I've had a couple of cups of coffee. I've already gone through and, and looked at my markets. I've set out, you know, making sure that I understand the, things that have to be done and the order they have to be done in. Uh, and so it rolls pretty quickly. So by the time my, uh, my oldest, or excuse me, my youngest gets up because my two oldest don't live here anymore. My youngest gets up. I'm down in the kitchen waiting for him when he comes downstairs and I have time to be able to spend with him till he goes off to school and then boom, what else do I need to do? Well, maybe I need to do a podcast. Uh, and so, those things happen. You have the ability to do that. You get this thing rolling. You always hear that it only takes so many hours a week, which is typically true, but it takes getting that thing built, getting the ball rolling till you get to that point where you're only spending a few hours a week. Um, when you look at the hard work that we do in real estate, gosh, if I spend 12, 15 hours a week, I'm really busy in, in that part of my business. It's, and it's kind of a, a two-layer question, really, when you think about it. What Bill and I did when we first started is a little different than what we did now because we yep. understand now, we have processes, we, we we know the markets that we're working in. Expect expect to spend more time when you first start off. Sure. But expect to be doing the same things that Bill and I are doing right now. Just expect to spend a little more time doing it while you figure out your learning curve uh, until you start getting some experience, it's going to allow you to, to know what you're looking for, how you're looking for, and everything else. Uh, for me, it's the same thing. I spend 20, 30 minutes, probably two, maybe three times a week, uh, looking at properties in markets on the MLS that I'm interested in. And all I do is I put in the specific area that I'm looking for. I put in the specific type of property I'm looking for because some places I'm looking for multifamily properties, some places I'm looking for single family properties. I put in the price range, I put in the number of bedrooms, the number of bathrooms that I want if it's going to be single family properties. And I do a search and anything that comes up within that price range, it either hits me or it doesn't. I'm like, 
not good, not good. That's awesome. And my search probably takes a little bit longer than Bill's because when I see something that's great, I'm calling my wife over to take a look at it. And she's usually doing something else that she doesn't want to drop and come over. So you got to keep that screen up and like, are you coming to look at this or what? So <laughs> that's my process. Yeah. Hey, look, been, before any of you out there go, yeah, but you two guys are in the MLS. I don't have that access to that. You can get all that information on realtor.com. Yes, you can. Some people even use Zillow. Um, it's it, it's all there. Uh, it's all accessible. You can you can find it easily. Bill and I happen to have access to that because we have broker backgrounds as well. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be a broker. You don't have to be a real estate agent in order to do this. Uh, when Amen. Bill and I started off, we weren't. And we used to use we used to use other resources. We used to have other realtors. And that's where I was getting to. Yeah. Uh, we used to have to bring these deals to us. Um, I have... We call them bird dogs, but they're actually agents um, in different markets. And right now, uh, I'm I'm looking heavily into Hurricane Ian damaged properties on the Gulf Coast. So I've got a guy out there who I've worked with before in, in a different capacity. Uh, he calls me up and he gives me properties where he actually just sends them by email. And he'll just call and ask me if I got them, if I don't respond within a couple of hours. Uh, if I'm not hearing from him for a day or two, I'm on the phone with him. Hey. Buddy, you know, what do we have? What, what, what are we looking for? I, I can't find anything today, but, you know, something will pop up tomorrow. Or, uh, you know what, I was just, I was out with the family. And that's okay, because he has to have a life too, you know. And periodically, I will check, you know, the Fort Myers, Fort Myers Beach, Cape Coral Markets, where he is, uh, to see if there's anything that's popping up that, that maybe he missed. Uh, it's a little bit of phone calls here and there with property managers. You know, just to make sure, and usually that's towards the end of the month when I get their their statement, just to find out, you know, if there's something I don't understand or something I don't think looks right, I'll pick up the phone. Sometimes I'll just pick up the phone and call them and tell them that I got the statement and thanks, and I think they're doing a great job, and I look forward to seeing them next time I'm up there. Uh, there really is not a lot to it. I spend probably all in less than two hours a day doing that because I don't have a whole lot of rehabs that I'm on top of like like Bill I'm not actively involved in the rehabs that we're doing on the golf coast I've got somebody else doing that um that takes a little more time because Bill's in his car he's actually laying eyes on it he's actually dealing with the contractors and yep. I just don't have that in my life right now or else I would be spending more time with it uh the other thing is is I, I do have consulting clients so I spend time at their offices because I've got local consulting offices that are real estate companies as well uh, and then I've got some companies that I buy real estate for, and, and Bill has done this in the recent past, very recent past as well. So I will also do the same thing on the MLS. I will open up and I will look at the, the, the properties that they're looking for, and I will go ahead and start contacting the people who I know in those markets because they're specific markets. Um, and I have people who I work with in those markets, and I, they'll bring properties to me, and I will find properties for them. Again, all told, we're talking about with consulting clients three, four hours a day. And the rest of the day is mine. I can do whatever yeah. I want to do with it. And, and, and I've, like I said, I've got multiple different businesses. I've got multiple different projects right now. I'm burning the candle both ends, uh, trying to put on a film festival in April. Uh, we're up on a break, but we'll be right back. And we are back. And today we are doing listener and viewer questions and, uh, in true Kevin and Bill fashion, we're taking lots of time to talk about each one of them. So we've so far done two segments. This is three segments. We've done two questions that we've answered, and we're going to be on question number three. We'll probably take up the whole segment for this one as well. Question number three, Bill, was what do you wish you'd known when you were just starting your real estate investing career? 
how valuable it is to work with somebody, a consultant, a coach, a mentor, based on where they are in the business and where you want to be. Uh, so much of the, of the first three years, I thought, yeah, you know, it's a house. How complicated can it be? Well, I found out during that time. Uh, also, my dad rehabbed several houses as I was growing up and, and I was forced labor. I mean, I helped him. And so my brothers and I, and so I, I felt like there was a familiarity with this. I was like, yeah, it can't be that big a deal. I've already been involved in this. Well, it's way different. And I tell this with contractors uh, a lot. I'll have contractors say to me, well, I've been doing this for 26 years. I'm like, yeah, but how many times have you done it with your money? Because this is my money we're doing it with. And if I'm doing it with my money, you're going to do it my way. I want to hear what you have to say, but don't tell me about all the amazing experience that you've had when you're not using your money because it's different when it's your money or it's money that you're responsible for, that you've done a loan on, private money loan, mortgage, hard money, whatever. It's different when you're responsible for that money, not just I'm doing a job for somebody else and they're going to pay me. So, uh, yeah, that uh, is where the background uh, is in that. And I'm sorry, I got off on the question. What was the question again? <laughs> the question was, what do you wish you'd known? Yeah, there you go. That's Thank what I wish I'd known how much sooner it was uh, that I would realize sooner how valuable education is in this business, how you can cut off so many years and so many uh, bad experiences and increase the good experiences and save yourself a ton of money by putting money. Now I've got over a quarter of a million dollars in hard dollars in my education and if you had told me when I got started that I was going to spend a quarter of a million dollars on my real estate education, I'd go, yeah, no way. But yet here I am. And that, that number is growing every single year. That number grows because I continue to reach out, even at our level that Kevin and I are at, I continue to reach out and learn from other people. Uh, I'm involved with a guy right now that does nothing but ultra high end flips he does like five million is the bottom of the line for him that's baseline he goes from there up well that's a market that i'm not real familiar with in the flip side and so i'm like that's a great addition and next step in my business uh, and we're also buying more and more multifamily properties from a concept of getting out of duplexes trips and quads and getting into buildings so apartment buildings so, you know, just those kind of things. Uh, but it all boils down to the answer to that question is education. If I knew what I knew now, when I got started, I would have spent that money significantly faster and it would have been reflective in my income. Yeah, I've got I've got two older sons and a younger daughter who's too young for the talk right now. But my older sons, I, I, I've told them a million times, I said, if you want to know how something is going to turn out, if you have an idea that you think is the best thing, talk to somebody else who's done it before and you'll you'll know exactly how it's going to play out because somebody has done it before. They can tell you the right way and the wrong way or they can tell you just just walk away from it. It's not it's not a good thing to do, not a good idea, whatever it is. 
in our lives, there is somebody who has done it before. Okay. If yep. we're an innovator and this is something that's brand, brand new. And, and, and you know what? I'm going to tell you, I see, I get the Facebook ads. I get the emails, everything else. I get so many people who have basically come up with what they think is their own twist on doing something and they call it something else. And it's really just a flip, but they call it the supernatural starlight, blah, 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 express flip. Okay? <laughs> it's just a flip. Okay. Starlight it's express. New. It's nothing that's been reinvented. They're just all that all they did was change the name of a flip. Okay. To try to make you think that they have a better way of doing it. Yeah. Um, do they have a better way of doing it? Probably not compared to anybody that's done it over and over and over and over again. Uh, and is their way the best? Maybe their way is the best for them, but perhaps not for you. How are you going to know if it's best for you? Try it different ways. Uh, get out there and do it. But find people who are actually out there getting it done. People who have a history, yep. people who have a track record and ask them, is this, is this, am I doing this right? How would you do it? How would you structure this deal? If you could just take a minute or two, this is how I've got it. Tell me what I did wrong. Tell me what I did right. Okay. And you'd be surprised. You'll have some, a lot of people say, you know what? You really didn't do anything wrong. You know, yeah. or the worst thing here is you should have made an offer on this thing a week ago because it's probably not going to be around. Now, yeah. I like Bill, we moved into an old house when I was in, in elementary school. So from elementary school on through college, when I started doing this myself, I was doing plumbing. I was doing electrical work. I was doing all these things myself. Uh, I was glazing windows. I was hanging out of a third floor glazing windows. I was up above the third floor <laughs> pulling roof tiles out and, and, and patching up roof leaks. You know, uh, when I was in, in the seventh grade, I knew a lot of how to do this already, uh, including wallpaper, carpet, tile, everything else. By the time I actually had my first uh, fix and flip, which we didn't call them fix and flips back then. I don't know why. <laughs> But, you know, it was a fix and flip. There were still things that I needed to learn. And finding the people, fortunately, I had people in my life. I grew up in the church. I had people in my life who I could call on a regular phone back then, you know, and say, <laughs> can, can you spend a little bit of time over here and, and tell me what I'm missing or, or, or give me your opinion or, or let me know what I need to do? And oftentimes they were generous enough to not just share their time and their insight but literally give me a hand doing what it was that I needed to do. I had friends that I grew up with in the church that were painters that would come in and lend us ladders and tell us what we needed to do. So we didn't fall off those ladders from these three story houses. Um, there were a lot of generous people who shared their time with me. I know that's been the case with Bill. And I know that's going to be the case with you too, because when you find the right people, it's not a secret. Okay. There's yep. not just so many deals out there. And if I tell you how to do it, then I'm not going to get any deals. There are plenty of deals to go around. There are deals that never get done because there aren't people who know how to do them. The best thing about educating others on real estate is sooner or later, you're going to deal with one of those people. I would rather deal with an educated person who knew what they were doing, who understood yeah. the bottom line, who understood the basics and I can deal with them quickly. I can deal with them straight. There's no hassle, no fuss, no must. Easy, done, because they know what they're doing. They're educated, and they know that it all works out in the end. It's all numbers for them. If I give them a number that works for them and a number that works for me, then it's a good deal for both of us.
So in encapsulating that response, what would be a one or two word response to what you would do differently or wish you knew sooner? Just, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm along the same vein as you, as far as, you know, education, 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 but you and I started out a little differently. I didn't think this was going to be, you know, a long-term thing. So I didn't necessarily seek the education out until after I'd gotten the hard knocks a couple of ways. But in other respects, I did seek the education out because I learned things from the, the, the gentleman who was a painter. For example, put your paint in the refrigerator overnight and it makes it thicker and it goes on in one coat instead of having to put on two or three coats. Um, I learned things like let your window spackling compound back in the days when we used to use window spackling for those of you who have old wood windows you'll know exactly what i'm talking about let it warm up because it's easier to work with than when it's cold you know uh just little things that i've learned from the different people along the way that like i said if i had known if i had said you know this is going to be a huge part of my life what it is right now i would have invested more time into trying to find the right people to show me however that being said, until I started before Al Lowry, and not before Al Lowry started, but before Al Lowry had a program, okay? Al Lowry started in the 80s with his program going out and, and writing a book and talking about all of this. He was the first person to yeah. do this. I and was Dr. Al the in exact the 80s same time as Dr. Al was out there with his programs, yeah. yes. And he was 140 years old in the 80s. Yes, and he has, has the best fake hair in the business. So and I, hey, I love and Al. Both Al's of us kid. Hey, listen, both of us kid, Dr. Al. But we love that man dearly. Yes. Uh, he is a hoot and is a walking, walking encyclopedia of investment real estate knowledge. And uh, Dr. Al Lowry, if you ever get a chance to hear him, take advantage of it and go hear him. Uh, and I don't think I don't think Al is actually out anymore doing anything. Al is still with us, but he is not teaching classes. Al is yeah. in his uh, almost ninety, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. He uh, he has programs though that are still out there that you can still get. Uh, he is an engineer or a pioneer. Sorry, uh, he was the first person teaching others on a wide scale how to get out and be real estate investors the right way, the wrong yeah. way. And Al has an amazing personal story. I know he won't mind if I share it with you real quick before we go. Al was an orphan. Al grew up in Canada without, without a family. Uh, he was adopted in and out of, of foster care a few times, but he grew up without a family. He, just, he did not know his parents. He wanted a better life for himself. So he moved from Canada to the Bay Area of San Francisco and started learning about real estate. He became a real estate agent. He became a real estate broker. He started buying properties to flip while he was buying properties to keep for cash flow. This was back in the, the, the early 70s. Al, back in the day, in the late 70s, early 80s, Al had made enough money that he had his own jet. He had his own private jet and he was jet setting around everywhere. He wanted more of an education though. And he is he's Dr. Al. He didn't get a, a formal PhD, but he did seek enough education that he got an honorary PhD. Um, but 
this is this is a person who the best thing about Al is he was not afraid to go out and do it. He was not afraid to learn how to do it on his own, okay, without internet, without somebody else to teach him other than just his mentors here and there, and, and grow up through the ranks and then say, you know what, I'm going to share this information. I'm going to share this knowledge. And I'm glad that he did. I am I, I count Al as a great friend. I haven't seen him in a couple of years. I hope when I get back to Las Vegas, he's around and has some time to see me. Uh, he lives just north of Las Vegas. But Al is a great guy. And uh, Al, I know you're probably not watching, but but thanks a lot. Yeah. Hey, brother, we, we both love you. And uh, great. You've had a big impact on both of us. And, and on the real estate world, most of the real estate investing world, doesn't understand the impact that you had on all of us because so many of the people that like Kevin and I that love you, respect you, and have learned a great deal from you are training others. And those people that we're training may not have ever heard of you, but for so many of us, you've had such an impact. And so thank you for everything that you've done, everything that you shared. And, and uh, we hope you have many, many, many more years of a great life, and we hope uh, both of us. I know that uh, I'll be back in Vegas here pretty quickly and, and hopefully have a chance to grab lunch and say hello. Yeah, and real quick before we go, somebody who we both know, Reggie, was one of Al's mentees from the very yep. beginning. Reggie Brooks. And we'll talk about Reggie, Reggie. some other day. <laughs> hopefully we get Reggie on one day. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, keep those questions coming. Contact at investorguyspodcast.com, Bill at investorguyspodcast.com, Kevin at investorguyspodcast.com. We will see you back here in just another day. Take care.